What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? What's Welcome going to on? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Brooks Radio. My co-host Marquis is a fucking asshole. But <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the best hip-hop related podcast around period point blank. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by the team of first up, Miss Mary Almonte coming out of Staten Island with those dirty Tims. What's going on? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, you didn't do us like that. Well, listen, you are a step above the Bronx with the dirty uptowns. So. Oh, yeah, that shit was fucking. That, I saw that on your uh, story. It shit cracked me up. I, I wrote that down so I can remember that joke. So there you go. I'm mad that you did that. But yeah, the accuracy of the Bronx is all I will say. But what's up, y'all? <laughs> also, Mr. Baylor the Great BTG is here. What's going on, Baylor? What up? What up? And then the red wine connoisseur himself, who doesn't look like he has his cup tonight. But what's going on, Marky? I'm singing in the rain. Okay, there yeah. you go. Don't disappoint. Don't get it twisted. I know somebody I've uh, been singing. Who's been for singing? Inspiration. Singing what? in the morning for inspiration. Oh, my morning inspiration. Yeah, listen. Uh, okay. I need that shit. Like for real. All jokes aside, like that shit started originally as <laughs> just like. Um, something to do and then the first day that I posted it my son while he was getting ready for school was dancing and having fun and it was like you know what I need this before I deal with white people for the rest of the day like I need I need that so okay who, who's sponsoring this episode out of curiosity <laughs> um, uh, it ain't PlayStation we know that the um, local Chinese spot oh shit <laughs> the old dirty Chinese restaurant gotcha <laughs> Welcome to the Breaks Radio. But anyway, we got some shit to talk about this week. Uh, First up, I think this is a great first topic to lead off the show with. Bobby Smurda is home. We talked about like what the lead up was going to be for the music, but just the reaction. That is like, what have you guys seen uh, from from Bobby Smurda being released and he's back? Who wants to go up first on this one? I mean, since I'm from New York, I guess I'll go. I'll I'll start it off. Okay. Um, listen, we're hype for many reasons. Look, he did his time, so he did not flip like six nine so that's something to be oh that was dope that entendre was dope right six nine (laughs) um and yeah basically you know we're i'm i'm hype and i think the city is hype for music not to quote flex but i think now we're gonna finally start getting that sound that new york city sounds like back again so the real king of new york is back which is the feeling right. that i'm getting from this which everybody's happy about baylor interested to come to you from being on the west coast what's what's your opinion on uh bobby smurder coming home and what's like the buzz out there for it uh well it's dope i mean i'm if you follow down the timelines everybody was playing uh bobby's music uh yesterday and uh, it'll be interesting to see, like Mary said, mentioned, it'll be interesting to see if 6ix9ine uh, kind of, you know, barks up that tree, you know, because we know how his ego is. Um, yeah, at this point, it's just, let's hear some music. See, Bobby Smurda is what 6ix9ine wishes he was. That's the that's the way that I look at it. But, uh, Marky, what do you think of all of it? On the first 
Make sure we recognize the fact that I said flip like 6'9". Okay. Because, you know, when you have a 69, you flip. Yeah, we Because got you. we, we, we want to make sure that that was clear. Okay. What are you drinking on, sir? Hennessy tonight. Hennessy tonight. Okay. Is it the privilege? Yes, of course. Come on now, bro. Your stock's about to go Okay. Okay. Your stock's about to go up because, you know, Jay-Z sold half of his. We know that. Okay. Um, I will say this. X30, 60, 90 days are pivotal. Anytime a rapper comes out of um, prison and we're expecting something, um, whatever you do next is is the most important. Um, let's say Gucci Mane immediately had a hot buzz, right? Mm-hmm. But what happened to Max B? He got out of prison. Everybody was expecting Max B to just blow up. He got a shitload of mixtapes and no one's heard him. So the next 30, 60, 90 days are going to be pivotal for, for, for the rest of what he's going to do. Um, Quavo picking him up that's a very interesting uh, choice for a person to pick you up from prison um, I hope there's not a song coming out with them too anytime soon because we don't need that that's what I'm going to say but I'm, I'm, I'm hyped to see what comes next I, I'm pretty sure he's been writing a lot um, and from my understanding you can have cell phones in prison so you know you can keep up with the times there's going to be some relevant shit popping off that's a good point. That's a good point. What what do you think that it's is it going to be a rush for him to get music back out, or do you think he's more so going to just take his time and then have a slow drip with it, or does he have to hit the streets with music as soon as he can? He got to do what Pop did: go right to the studio, put some heat out. Okay, that's got to happen. Because the longer we wait, the higher the expectation. Just drop some heat on us. Did you just say you don't want to record with Quavo? <laughs> Fuck, no, I don't. Please, no. I don't. Please, no. Unless you want to like a testing dummy, just to throw some shit on. Just you know, other than that, no, I don't want to see that. That's a collab that nobody is looking forward to. Nope. But um, so how did that happen though? Like, how did that how that their relationship build? I don't know. It felt weird to me too because I I didn't maybe I was just unaware. I had no idea that Quavo and Bobby Smurda were even close like that for him to be there to pick to when he got out of prison. That was that was a strange thing to me. But yeah, I, he could have picked anyone else. Anyone could have picked him up. Anyone, just him. I I would love to know what happens next. I would honestly probably rather have LL or Drake pick me up than Quavo. I mean, just pick the. There's a lot out. going on there. There's a lot going on there. I just wanted to make sure that. Everybody's understand what's circling around. Oh, it's gonna be one of those nights, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely, it's gonna be one of those. Definitely. Nights. Let's get into the next subject that we have for today. So apparently, I, like Mary, I don't know if you know about this, but I put this on here because it was such a like a concept that I wasn't aware of at all. So this black box uh, royalty payments that this is four hundred and twenty-four million dollars just sitting around, and there was an explanation on how the the royalties go up and they build but like this is something that i n- have never heard of before uh mary i'm just gonna come to you first on this I'm, I'm not saying you're you know everything in the industry but since you have worked hand in hand is this something that you were aware of absolutely not okay. <laughs> i just saw that when you put it on our topic list so that's crazy yeah, i'm so- just wondering how are they going to disperse this money like this is like that unclean fun shit. I don't know if you guys have that in your state. That's it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. and let me let me define it then. So uh, the black box money is uh, industry money that were uh, war- from royalties that weren't distributed because the song's rightful owner couldn't be officially determined. Um, and then 
it's made up of over 40 different streaming services, and the largest share was put forth by Apple at $162 million, and Spotify, who contributed $152 million. So that is, considering, like, we live in a, in a time period where creators are, creatives are in the most empowered, and artists are, to a degree, that to have this much unclaimed money in streaming royalties just seems just seems weird to me. How much um, unclaimed money in lottery is there? I have no idea. So if you don't know where your shit is, whoever's managing your shit, you don't know where your shit is, mm-hmm. how do you know to collect it? How many unsigned artists, how many people actually put shit out there that blew up? Um, most artists don't know where their shit goes. You don't handle your marketing. You don't handle where your, your shit streams, your iTunes, your Spotify. You don't know where that shit is. So <clears throat> how this could um, be managed there has to be a reference, and I think it comes down to whatever algorithm or cash that Apple or whoever picks up. And I'm pretty sure that if it doesn't get picked up, they're probably just going to keep them after a certain amount of time and go back into those streaming services. But um, I, I guess it comes down to the production. There has to be something written when you file. Anytime you file a song or put something up there, there has to be some information that's logged in that captures this is the person who signed it in or authorized, like YouTube does it as well. Is the author of it? Eventually, that's gonna it's gonna just have to catch up that way. But it's a lot of revenue that's um that was generated that we aren't picking up on. So it's gonna it's someone's gonna collect it, and, and the rest of it is gonna either go back to Apple and Spotify. And the thing that makes this even more weird to me is the fact that like when there are any type of ownership disputes or copyright disputes as far as music, Spotify at least for one I know takes it down. For example, one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar songs, the spiteful chant is off Spotify because there was a claim that he he had a sample that wasn't cleared. So I would think it's surprising to me that that Spotify would leave music on where the rightful owner isn't identified that it built up over 150 million dollars in royalties, but you know, maybe that's just not my lack of knowledge as far as with the industry. Uh Baylor, what do you think? That should sound like algebra to me. We'll probably get reparations <laughs> before they figure that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough bro yeah you got a point there you got a point there uh i don't know it's all weird but fuck it it is what it is right um anything left on this one before we move into the next one which is another weird one it's my money and i want it now <laughs> <laughs> moving into the next topic lakeith stanfield and Charlemagne and so again, this must this was more things that I guess I just wasn't made aware of that there was a problem between the two. But in interviewing Dan- Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Charlemagne made a joke, and I loved how Daniel responded to it. But after that, Lakeith Sanfield made a post on Instagram. It's since been taken down. He even he made two posts actually because one was him pointing a gun at a picture of Charlemagne, which thank God he took that down because we don't need that out there. But what do you think about about like? The thing is, like, Charlemagne grinds certain people's gears. And then it's like once he does, he he keeps focusing in on that person. And it's going to be a day where somebody is going to catch Charlemagne outside of the, like, that's just my opinion. Um, Baylor, what do you think? Yeah, but eventually you have to figure this out, bro. Like, you know what he's there to do. You know what I mean? So, um, and you can't go online. Like, yeah, I... And you know they've had they've had history, you know what I mean? Because when he, I think when he first went on there, um, I think he like 
I don't know if he persuaded him to freestyle or something like that, and he he didn't like it. Uh, so since then, they've been going back and forth, but you know what Charlamagne is there for. You know what he's there to do. You can't let him get to you. That's the thing, and he does it on purpose. So, I mean, if y'all cats are not going to meet up in person and squash it, then you might as well just leave it alone. Point there. And it, it, it's really sad because he's a to me he's a great actor, you know what I mean. So for you to be dealing with that or you know being bothered with that with one person, I don't know, man. That says a lot. Yeah, you got a good point there, Marky. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> Charlemagne is gonna feed the fire as just this is what his job is. It's like TMZ. He's a hip hop TMZ. He's gonna continue to push to get reviews. It's clickbait. So. The last time I remember, somebody did check him. Lil' Kim's crew checked him when they recorded and said, yo, can I get a drop? And they had him out in the parking lot and everything. Here's my thing. Um, th- that, that comment was really fucking disrespectful. Like, this is the role you were born to play? There's certain levels of comments that would get to a person. And the fact that you put this person... And say you were born to play a, a snitch, uh, you know, going against your people. Like, you don't give a fuck about Malcolm X or the cause. I'm about myself. I don't know. That's 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 real fucked up. I probably would respond to that, too. Like, whoever responds emotionally always loses. That's what it comes down to. But this is some shit I'm not going to respond to. I'm going to see you. Like, Baylor said, I got to see you. I'm not going to record it. There's no, not going to be any documentation. I'm going to see you. No cameras, nothing. That shit was beyond disrespectful. So that's how I take it. Definitely, especially when you consider that this was a role in which uh, it's been reported that Lakeith has had to get, like, he, he was very troubled in, in playing this role, and he's dealt with some stuff mentally since playing it. So, yeah, when you have somebody who is coming at you like that uh, about something, saying this is you were born to play it, and it's something that has literally affected you on a on a, a mental level to just portray this role, absolutely is gonna is gonna get a response out of you, Mary. What do you think? So yes, I agree that Charlemagne definitely was was trying to strike a chord there and was super disrespectful. However, I do feel like Lakeith, and I said this in our review of the film last week, I felt like he played himself <laughs> in that role. I mean it. I, I'm actually surprised to hear that he needed therapy and whatever else after it because it did seem like he was flowing naturally. Like I, and I don't, didn't feel like the depth of the writing was to the point where he really needed to to dig deeper to play the role. But yeah, Charlemagne deserves a slap or something. And that's something we <laughs> that. we didn't get really get into because I think I I responded, but we didn't really really get into it. Like like I'm really surprised that you think that he just played himself because Lakeith is usually like such an awkward person. I didn't really get that from from this role, but I mean I I understand if that's your take. Let me add to that. Okay. I understand what she's saying. It's like some movies you know that's Denzel. Like only we see Denzel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I see the same thing with Lakeith. I saw the same thing. Like I know that awkward character. This is. I can identify him. I didn't recognize anybody else. He didn't portray anybody else. Like how with Ghost and um, American Skin, we didn't recognize Ghost. We saw a broken man. We did see Lakeith. You know what I mean? I saw Denzel's son. And you know what I'm saying? Like there's certain roles you can see that character. Will Smith, 
he's no longer the character he's portraying. We just see him as Will Smith. The genie was Will Smith. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I saw Lakeith. As far as the betrayer, that person, I can't say that this is who that person is. I don't know him personally. I don't think he would go against his black people like that. But I did see his personality and every personality that he portrays in this movie. That's yeah. that's why I, I see. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Baylor, anything left with that one before we move on? Move on? Yeah. He said, nah, he ain't want to touch it. All right, we are going to go ahead and get into our first break. When we come back from that, we are going to talk about an album and some stuff in TV. Marky, by the way, do you have something for black people like Rock 2? Absolutely. All right, cool. We discussed, we said we're going to talk about um, Rick Rubin. You're right, you're right. So we'll be right back after this with our music and TV discussion. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies Podcast. A weekly legal podcast. For the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposite. All right, and we're back. Uh, So it's funny because like I read an article about, and Black said that... uh, Wiz Kids Made in Lagos album was the uh the album like the best album out or something like that right now. So it made me go back and we missed and Marky is funny because when I saw that like you also texted something uh that asked if, we, if I was aware that it came out. So like we missed some music last year and so I wanted to put this on here because a of some of the buzz around it, but b just to for us to talk about it. And we've never really talked about an album like this um on this podcast because this is a this is an Afrobeats album um. Did you guys get a chance to listen to it? Yeah. Okay. Three or four times, actually. Okay. Wow. Okay. I sampled it, but... It wasn't for you? No, it's oh. not that. I just didn't have enough time to finish. That's fair. That's fair, Mary. Yeah. It was background for me. Okay. So... Okay. Well, Bailey, let's Which, get... I must say, mm-hmm. Afrobeats in general are very, like, soothing background music for me. That's so, true. yeah. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Baylor, since since you, you dug deep into this one, what what were your what was your opinion on this album? Well, when I played it, uh I didn't expect it because I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And then so I was like, Well, this is this is some shit that my wife will play. I played it for her. Mm-hmm. She was like, Nah, I'm good. So then I went to my Nigerian friends and they was like, This shit is this is their words. They were like, This shit is trash. Wow. Okay. And I was like, wow, that's disrespectful. Um, but I was like, it, it has a smooth, it has a good rhythm to it. And mm-hmm. it's something that I would listen to at like a lounge or a day party or something like that. But now when I played it in the car, I was like, eh. it's, it felt like it was missing something. But nah, not for me. It's, and that's the thing is that I, like, so I don't know about you guys. And I don't know if you've ever reviewed one of his albums, but like Black, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy him as an artist. So to see him say that, it, like I came into it with expectations and I don't know, maybe that's that's why, but like 
this was nothing special to me at all. Like it was cool. Don't get me wrong. It was cool. It's it it was a, it was an interesting sound, but it wasn't anything that like stood out as like I, I probably will never go back to this at all. I seen a hype train on on Twitter. Uh, a lot of cats was hyping it up, but nah, mm. no, that should go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it on that one. We 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 put a pin in that one pretty quickly. Let's get into Black People Like Rock too. This one is hosted by Marquis. What you got for us this week? So, like we discussed last week, um, Rick Rubin and his contribution to the to the culture, um, particularly with. Beastie Boys and Run DMC. Now I'm a little conflicted about that and how he brought um, um, the Beastie Boys out. Basically, a carbon copy of Run DMC, just more of a massive feeling. But his catalog is insane. I mean, it spans back from the '80s to the to the you know basically now. Yeah. Uh, he did production with you know LL, obviously Beastie Boys, DMC. Um, he did some production with Rage Against the Machine, um, Slayer, uh, Sir Mix a Lot, basically Red Hot Chili Peppers. Only down to Adele, like that's his production alone. He won eight Grammys, and there is no artist that has mainstream success that he hasn't touched. Not the Harvey Weinstein touched, but touched as far as had his hand in the growth or experience with him behind the scenes. So. Complete pay homage to, to who he is. Again, if you span from a hip-hop group, and he's the one who got them to where they were, mm-hmm. and helping to create, you know, the Black Album with Metallica, working with Aerosmith. I, I don't even know, working with Jay-Z, obviously, I don't even know where to put him. So Hitboy is the producer of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Is this dude the producer of Forever? Like, I've never seen a catalog like this. I mean, you, Johnny Cash. He's heading into his fifth decade of producing. Like he started producing in in eighty one. We're head, mm-hmm. we're in two thousand and twenty one. So like that's that's re- a ridiculous amount. Like if you look at his production discography, like you said, I don't know if there is a producer who has touched as many different genres as what he has. Yeah, I concur. I don't think he gets his flowers. Like, he's never recognized. I've never seen. I, I would love to see his documentary. I would love Ooh, to see the light be behind one. him, what he's done. Be you never one. hear anything about him. Like people always say, oh, you know, Rick Rubin was there, like that. But you never hear anything else. What he's done. But has he changed the cult? Like, is he responsible for the direction the culture? Um, has pivoted when it came to mainstream and hip hop. Like he was also behind um, um, third base and all that stuff. But is he the reason why hip hop is what it is? Because before Run DMC, hip hop wasn't mainstream. I wouldn't say he's the only one, but he's definitely he's a part definitely, of it. I didn't say only. You, could, you yeah. could even give him a large chunk, but yeah. you know, there's definitely other people that contributed. I mean, if you look oh. at if you look at like hip hop as far as being raised to the mainstream, like there there's pillars, right? And and so there's there's a, a ton of people who contributed to help get hip hop the way that it did. There are people who benefited from those people who are looked at as pillars. And but Rick Rubin is is absolutely a pillar in in just music. Like let's just say it right now in music, period. But definitely within mm-hmm. hip hop, his roots are in hip hop. And when you look at like a Rick, Rick Rubin's production, still 
mean something. Like you said, he may not get his flowers, but to the hip hop heads, to us, if somebody were, if like somebody were to get a Rick Rubin beat, we you know that sound, and it, you would automatically, some of us would go to that that song on that album just to listen to see what they what Rick Rubin did to it. And what I also love about him is the appreciation. He must love this shit, and you never hear anybody say he fucked them. You never hear anything bad like an artist saying, oh, yo, I got fucked by Rick Rubin. Or you never hear anything negative. It's more of, yo, I got Rick Rubin on this shit. There's more of homage. Like, I got Rick Rubin on my shit. You know what I'm saying? Eminem, all of them. That's That says a lot. But I would love to know a lot more about him. He may be a very private person. But you can see, again, touching Nine Inch Nails, Junkyard Band. Like, the, the his band is insane. He did stuff with Andrew Dice Clay. Like, that's how far his shit went. You know what I mean? So... That's my, my little rant uh, with the master, Rick Rubin. I will never call another white man a master, but you know what I'm saying as far as in the industry is concerned. Um, but there you go. Yeah. Mary, what do you think? No, I totally agree. Um, although I will say that judging from his recent appearance, I'm not sure that he would want those flowers. <laughs> he really uh, seems like he beats to his own drum. And uh, I don't know. I feel like the last decade or so, he's looked like what, I don't know, the depiction of God. <laughs> is. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's definitely the, white Jesus. The like, long that is, beard. And, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Def, he definitely oh, is a major contributor. What? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you from Kanye, too, that. right? I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, what what... Who's your favorite Rick Rubin collab? I, like everyone, uh, Baylor, I'll come to you first. Who's who's your? What's your favorite Rick Rubin production or collab? Um, shit. Can I go? Can I go LL? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I like that. Uh, Mary. Oh, she. So. I'm a huge yeah I meant to unmute and then I I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan so I'm gonna definitely go there No Sleep Till Brooklyn probably would be my favorite okay Marky I'm gonna say this is just going against the grain um the remake of Hurt by Johnny Cash ooh okay that was one of the most eerie so I remember Trent Reznor said he was upset that he was covering his song until he heard it. He said, I felt like I wrote that song for him. The video with his wife and the depiction of just pain and in such a simplistic American view, that shit was magnificent. That shit touched me. I, again, I appreciate everything he's done for hip hop. Um, but I'm just saying that particular moment because it's actually in the front of my mind right now. Probably is my favorite right now. Cool, cool. Baylor. Did Baylor go first? Oh yeah, Baylor went first. Um, so you hate? <laughs> <laughs> hate? Um, um, I would say Jay. Mm. I would say Jay, and I think it's 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 because which like song? which uh, which one was the one from the Black album? You talking about ninety nine problems? Yes. Nobody, nobody else likes I that. I would one. say this. I would say no, this. I like if it. I didn't I hear, it, if I didn't hear the Gray album, I would give it more credence. Okay. I actually love that. Tra- I actually love that track a lot. 
99 Problems? Yeah, more than I'm supposed to. Yeah, 99 Problems is a amazing track. Like, it's it's probably, no, I can't say that's the one that I go back to from the Black Album, because there's like three of them, but I definitely love 99 Problems. Well, we need to talk about the Black Album one day. Uh, we need to talk about the Black Album. Yeah, album. absolutely. No, we're not. No, we're there's, not. Mixy, there's mixy emotions we're not. about that album. I actually, we don't have to talk about that. No, and the reason, and that's why I say that we need to talk about it, because like there, there's a sect of people who truly think that the Black Album is overrated, and that if it wasn't for him announcing it as a retirement album, it wouldn't have hit the way that it did. And I really yeah, want to talk about it. It's a lot of weird Jay-Z fans that feel like this. I, I, honestly really, call, I don't really get it. I call it the Brown Album. To be honest with you, damn, Marky. I'm sorry. I, I think I, I think I think it's one of those. I think a lot of people hopped on that hype train of it was being a bad album. Mm. No, and just ran, and just the first ran time I heard that it, album, I thought that it was a bad album, album. Was very solid. I, I agree. No, you Again, now, now, now if you want to now if you want to now if you want to make the argument between uh you know the the battle between Nas and Jay niggas is gonna bring that album up. To try to get no. points for Nas. No, I'd rather I take the the black album over the blueprint too. It ain't no Nas. Nah, it's a fact. Oh, so I've had plenty of these arguments, bro. They no, would use no. that. They would. They it's would use about, that album. I will never they use that. Use, they would use that album to discredit Jay Z. But I mean, you know, I get it. Okay, I, I'm not going to reference right, Nas. Let's, 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 let's put, let's put a, let's put a cap on this. Next week, we'll discuss the black album. Is it overrated or not? It seems like this is going to get heated. So we'll discuss this next week. Um. Just put a pin in that. Let's go yeah, ahead. Yeah, say. Okay, you know what? Save you it. Save it. Save you giving the game away. Free. I'm real fucked up. Let's just okay. let's just wait. We'll save it for next week. Let's get into what we got next. Um, we're getting into 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 our TV and film section. So the cast of Power Book Four Force um has been released uh even before Book Three has come out. Um, there's it's it's not a lot to get out of a casting list, but I say that this is the story in this is different than what I, I expected it to be based in LA It's apparently going to be based more so in Chicago um, and, and have something to do with the, uh, with the, um, the, uh, the Italian families there, which is interesting. What do you guys make it like power of book four and the announcements that are coming from it? Who wants to take this one first? I mean, of course I'm hyped for it, but I have to say that the, uh, cast list left me a bit uninspired. <laughs> like, I'm not particularly excited about anybody that's signed on. But, I mean, I, you know, I don't really know them. So I'm going into this with an open mind. But, yeah, I feel like they didn't really bring any heavy hitters. I guess they saved, they saved all of those or they used all of them for ghost <laughs> i don't know i mean it, def- it definitely doesn't have the castles that jumps out to you like like ghost did like when, when ghost yeah. was announced like it was method man mary j blige and then everybody who was returning it was like hit after hit, hitter after hitter after hitter with this one maybe it's because that they have tommy they feel like they don't like they had a lot to turn around with power book two like because it being based around Tariq, people weren't interested so maybe they felt like they had to bring that in with this one being based around tommy Maybe they feel like they already have a hook and this is where they can build new stars at. Because when you look at like when power started, the original power, those people, it was filled with a lot of people of I know their faces, but not that their body of work really stood up to what that series ended up being. So maybe they feel like they can do that again with this. What do you got? What do you what do you make of that? Marky, I'll come to you. That's interesting. That's a career launcher. That's pretty cool. 
if that's the direction they're going in, then people have to bring their A game because you can't have motherfuckers like, well, I'm going to have to tell on everybody. You can't have shit like that. You know what I mean? So people actually have to show their acting chops. So, <laughs> I'm going to have to tell them what I know. Tell yeah, them what so, I know. <laughs> and honestly, the fact that they're going towards a mafia route and going to Chicago versus going to California, that's a very interesting take. I'm intrigued by that. See, now that's a little more exciting to me, especially because I'm not a huge, um, you know, I'm not on black Twitter following power comments, commentary and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And after watching Ghost, you know, I appreciate it more. The acting, ugh, but... I'm intrigued now. Tommy's story, he's, he's one of the most interesting characters to me. And if they're going in a direction where they're talking about the mafia and going to Chicago versus going to California where it's not going to be more about the hype. And when you go to California, you already know what to expect. Yeah, It's going to be, you know, beautiful yeah. scenery or just, you know, trying to fit into a certain lifestyle. But when you go to Chicago, it's, there's a real lifestyle that has to be lived. There's an honor. There's a code. So I'm, I'm intrigued by this one. I mean, well, the-, the last power kind of ended with him having beef with the mafia though so uh, i'm wondering if they're gonna pick that up where it left off but he killed everybody basically though so i mean you know, i guess we'll see i mean the and what i was he gonna... let the little girl live though remember True. that True. that's gonna well, maybe, be a mistake maybe that's what it is yeah yeah good point there um baylor did you get a chance to talk about the cast list in the power book four no, but um, I would say one thing that I, I do trust is them developing their characters. So we may not know them, but they might, you know, they might do a good job because they've been doing a good job so far. Uh, the pivot to Chicago, I, I guess it depends on the time period, right? Because my, my thing is, depending on which city you go to, you really have to implement what the city is about. So depending on what part of the city they're in, and what time period? Uh, it would be interesting to see uh, what they implement, what they put in there. Yeah, we know how you feel about Chicago, Baylor. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we no, go back we to six episodes. We do. Damn, he I got just, the episode I, number. He's pointing people in the right direction. I just, I just, them niggas in Chicago get down. Chicago and <laughs> Oakland niggas is the same people. <laughs> <laughs> you got a mop and a broom over there. You cleaning shit up right now? That's what we doing. <laughs> I'm telling the oh, truth, man. <laughs> but uh, okay. the the biggest she did, name she did that shit. The, the biggest name <laughs> on this cast list from Chicago. You did that shit. <laughs> the biggest name on this cast list that stands out to me is Tommy Flanagan, who um was from Sons of Anarchy. He's the guy who has the big scar on his face. Uh, he's a really good character actor, and he plays that like mafia mob dude very well so i i mean we'll see how that goes he's, but he's really the only name on here that really really stands out to me um but they're doing such a good job with power they got my they got my vote until they don't um let's move into this next one which is you know we talk about ownership a lot lately it's like become a theme of the breaks radio donald glover signs an eight-figure deal with amazon um and you know a, a couple of weeks ago it was announced that he was going to be doing a mr and mrs smith reboot this is apparently a part of that. They've now announced the full deal. Um, Atlanta will stay on FX, but what do you guys think of, of of a creative like Donald Glover being basically given the green light to just create? And I think that's always like Donald Glover is so creative that people forget that at one point in time he was going to have a Deadpool cartoon that he was writing, but 
then Fox got bought by um, by Disney, and then that that went away. So like, if you if he's passionate about it, and you give him the license to just do what comes to mind, we've seen the greatness that can come from Donald Glover. What do you guys think? Well, we just sit back and you let that nigga create. We yeah. just sit back and just watch him create because we still waiting for Atlanta to come back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm hyped though. <laughs> but go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, to cut you off. That's kind of it. I mean, <laughs> not much else needs to be said, really. I mean, I do. Okay. I do. I have something to say. Go ahead. And everything he does, I do think he needs to thank Chandra because realistically, if her show didn't blow up like it is on Netflix and he wasn't in such demand, mm-hmm. he probably wouldn't get as much money as he's getting, you know, asked right now because he hasn't done anything since. We're supposed to hear an album. We haven't heard. He's supposed to be on the Han Solo, the 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 spinoff. Yeah. We haven't seen anything since. But if Chandra's show didn't blow up the way it did, I don't know if he would get this much money and this much demand. I appreciate his um everything he's done. I'm dying to see the next day Atlanta. I'm dying to see what he's what he's gonna do. I was looking forward um to the Deadpool um cartoon. Mm-hmm. But seriously, I, I somebody needs to thank that woman because she's opened so many doors. Yeah, that's cool, but I think uh, no, nah. I think that nigga is different, and they know that already. He's one of those cat. He's one of those cats. He don't have to put out anything for a while. His artistic so, side. Well, except for Atlanta, <laughs> because <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for that. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, we would have got the uh, next season by now if it wasn't for the pandemic. I mean, it was already a long wait without the pandemic, but I think we would have got it by now if it wasn't for it. But yeah, I mean, I'm 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 leaning more toward towards what Baylor and Mary think than you, Marquee, on this one, only because I, I I think this would have come Donald Glover's way one way. I think he he's earned and deserved this uh, deal. I get that you're saying he's kind of getting the rub from Shonda, I, and I understand that there's we be denying we didn't think that Shonda Rhimes being able to do what she did on ABC, turn around, still do it on Netflix, didn't give an open doors to a lot of black creatives. But Donald Glover's been at this for a while too, bro. I agree. I, and, and I'm not taking and he has away network from relationships too. True. Let's let's step back. I'm not taking away from him. All I'm saying is to carry the baton, that was a great handoff. Okay. You see wow, who, who the fuck ran the fire? Never mind. That was a great handoff. That's all I'm saying. Because that show was on Netflix. It was one, three, then one, then two, then seven, then three, then four, then ten. You see what I'm saying? That shit was on Netflix top ten for weeks. We've never seen any, any show. What are we talking about? That long. Bridgerton? Bridgerton, yes. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Well, that right? so. uh, I, I get mean, that. What I'm we, saying could do, we could just do a whole show about that separately. But we're yes. talking about the nigga that earned his shit a while ago. I know. Issa earned hers too. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, all I'm saying is, Amazon was handed off, which also allowed him an opportunity to get that much fucking money from Amazon. I'm appreciative because I'm dying. Everything he does, I'm going to watch. Seriously. Anything he puts out there, I'm going to watch because it's going to be great, no matter what you, which, you know, what, what we say about it. But I'm just saying, we do need to recognize right now, there's, there's the excellence in black culture right now, even though the movies are kind of letting us down. But. The shows, there's some really good content being put out there. I'm, I'm waiting for the RZA to put out, you know, uh, the Wu-Tang, the next series and everything like that. But I, I know this is going to be great, but the baton is handed off. We haven't heard from Donald in a long time. Chandra is helping motherfuckers out. That's all I'm going to say. 
that's fair. That's fair. Um, any anybody got any rebuttals to that before we move on? Well, I would just like to clarify for our audience or confirm that Woo season two is in fact recording. You better diversify your bombs, nigga. <laughs> Wu Tang Financial. <laughs> I can't wait till that show comes back. I I can't wait. We and then. We need to start reviewing Snowfall on here. We completely let for life sneak by. Like, we got some shows to catch up on. So We do. Amen. Yeah. But, oh, another thing that I'd like to share is that it also was confirmed that Wu Season 2 is going to be focused on the recording of 36 Chambers. So that's, like, hype. I mean, narratively, that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see that. Yes. Hell, yeah. I remember when that album came out, like, Shit changed when the album came out. It's like the wind stopped. Air mm. just completely stood still. It was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> All you heard was a bunch of niggas like with skill, completely different style with some Shaolin and, and, and hip, um, um, Kung Fu soundtrack. Changed everything. So, yeah, I'm dying for this. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to it. Let's get into our last break. And when we come back, we got some stuff to discuss about one Miss Lauren Hill. We'll be right back after this. Being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I have my own company, but I'm a mom first. A young urban mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. Developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we can be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up ten. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our, our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Young came into existence. And we're back from break. So Lauren Hill, uh, she has joined Eminem, Tupac, Biggie, the Beastie Boys, in the Diamond Album Club. Now, that is one aspect to talk about. Um, and you know what? Let's just talk about that first and what that means to be, how special that is. And then we'll get into the second part of the, the discussion. What do you guys think about Lauren Hill, the only female in, in the hip-hop culture to have a Diamond album? What do you guys think about that? I think that it is very on-brand for her that... This happened so late. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dope. Wow. <laughs> and deserve. Definitely. <laughs> My comment is, do you have to die for your album to go diamond? Oh, if you're black and hip hop? Yeah. Whew. I didn't know it didn't go diamond. It just finally went diamond this long. That was hands down one of the best albums Ever. There's nothing to say after that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. It was better than All Eyes on Me. So I'm surprised it just went diamond. You said a lot of wrong shit today. I didn't say anything wrong about that. You can't tell me this album was not better than All Eyes on Me. Because oh, if I you can name six tracks on the second half of that album, I'll congratulate you. Okay. I don't think it's fair to compare those two. My, my I, don't point, think, I don't think it's fair to point, compare in it's general. It's not better. Mm. As an overall album? No, it's a great album. I mean, you're not getting arguments out of me. I'm just saying. 
So you just said, I said, that was one of the best albums, and you said ever. Can you say All Eyes on Me was one of the best albums ever? Yes. Oh, for, okay. for that, for its genre, for what, sure. What, what's, it's genre. You said best albums ever. Yeah. Lauren Hill has one of the best albums ever. No genre, period. Tupac okay. is for its genre, you just let's, said. That's all I'm saying. Let's continue. This I really be- think, though, what Lauren Hill did, uh-huh. her career really consists of one album. I mean, yeah. but yet solidified her as one of the best <clears throat> artists also, period. I think that really should be studied. Okay, well, and that's we're going to get into that. So keep keep that thought there, Marquis. Keep it. We're going to get into that. Um, uh, Baylor, anything left on, on just the, the fact of Lauryn Hill going diamond and what that means for the culture? Whatever they're supposed to send her to congratulate her, they make sure they send a UPS so it could get there late. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't even be mad at it. Um, all right, so this this has spurred a lot of a lot of conversation um, about if Lauren Hill is actually a legend or is she just an artist that created a legendary album. So th- that's why I told you guys to kind of hold on to this because I really can't wait to what this goes. What do you guys think? Ultimately, when we talk about Lauren Hill's artistry, is she a legend or did she just make a legendary album? What do you guys think? Who wants to take this one away first? Marquis, I feel like you were about to go into that, so I'll come to you nah, first. Nah, I'll wait for this one. You wait I'm for, this? for this you one. Wait for this one? I'm okay. going for this one. Want, Baylor Mary, who wants to take this one first? I'll go. She's okay. a legend. Okay. Hands down. The talent, regardless of how many albums she put out, the talent is still there. I actually saw her live last year. Um, still amazing. She was late then too, but she's, she's, and I'm not joking, (laughs) but she definitely still like, you know, chills, goosebumps, all of that. Like that raw talent is undeniable. She's definitely a legend. And listen, what she did with the Fugees Mm -hmm. should also be taken into account as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, really, really quick. Yeah. And even her acting chops. I mean, she's, <laughs> yeah, I feel like she definitely, you know, for the culture, she's definitely a legend. Yeah. Okay. To pay homage to Baylor. I got a dad joke. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I bet Rohan was pissed that she was late all the time, too. No, stop. <laughs> that was a good one. I don't know what the fuck I mean, I'm going to do. He was her coordination, but let's not get started on that. <sighs> Baylor. You got anything left, man? Before you, well, on this the topic of like, she, is, she, is she a legend? Is she's a she's a legend. She's a legend, and she made a legendary album. She did. Okay. I put her. I put her in the in the same boat as Three Stacks. Hmm, that's an interesting comparison. Wow, that is an interesting comparison for a couple of different reasons, right? Let's talk about it from this from this perspective. Then, with that, is that people. Can consider Andre 3000 one of the best rappers, period, right? Right. He was part of a legendary group, which Lauryn Hill right. was. He yep. never released an actual solo album. I know Speaker Box and the Love Below was, was a, a double-sided album, but he's never released a full single album. Um, but people consider him, you, you can't deny his, his legendary status. Lauryn Hill, if not even, eat, let's, let's, the miseducation of Lauren Hill does need need its place, but let's not forget she was part of the Fugees and she was one of the most dangerous spitters in that in that group. Mm-hmm. 
So for that, it's like you got you got to also count that in her in her history um in her in her repertoire to 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 solidify her legendary status. Lauren Lauren Hill was a beast and she's still at one of the, has come at Tupac as vicious as just about anybody else. So, Marquis, this is, you you got you got a you got a, a oh. tall order here, brother. Oh, absolutely. Check this shit out. Number one, the Fugees wouldn't be the Fugees if it wasn't for her. Okay. Bottom line. That's a fact. That's number one. That's a fact. That album did what it did because of her. Mm-hmm. She had one of the greatest diss records in history. Funny how money changes. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to fuck with anybody. Say Those opening lines, murder. I'm going to address something real quick about Andre 3000 and Lauren Hill. Here's my problem with that. Okay. Everyone considers Andre 3000 one of the greatest lyricists, um, rappers of all time or whatever. Here's my problem. As a solo artist, you have to think about three verses, potential bridge, and a chorus. So you put all your energy into a full song. He only had to worry about one and a half verse. He can put all his energy into 16 to 20 bars. Mm-hmm. That's easy. You can do that. Black Thought. That motherfucker creates Art. verses. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? If I had someone who has the skill of Big Boy, which is, you know, a balancing act. Like, there's a fulcrum there, and it's always going to be tilted. He's not as lyrically inclined as Andre 3000. But if I only have to focus on one verse or one and a half verse, I can put all my energy into that? How do you fuck that up? So, yeah, you tell me, and like you just said, give him a full album, hip-hop. Let him go through that and show me he can put a whole album together then I can put him in that category. But right now, I've never heard him do a full hip-hop album without going to the alternate. I'm not going to take away from his genius because the dude can travel around with a flute in an airport, drop whatever the fuck he wants. He's brilliant. But as a full album, hip-hop-wise, that's left to be determined. This is why he never made my top 10. He's never carried a full album by himself. He always had someone to basically give the weak verses to, and he can always shine. Sort of like Organized Confusion. Barrel Manch will always mm. shine in that band because he can put all his energy into that one verse. Stray Bullet, that verse was miraculous, but he didn't have to carry it like Nas did and I Give You Power. That's a full song. That's the difference. Barrel Manch on his own, how are the songs? He can't carry a whole album by himself. And that's my fear with Andre 3000 when it comes to hip-hop. That's it. Lauren, I'm probably, I'm probably let, let, let me disagree with 99.9% of what you just said. You, you say you disagree with 99.9% of what he said? Absolutely. Okay, and that's fine. Let's get Because we can get it. And I know we're spinning off. We're going to bring it back to Lauren Hill. But I think this is an interesting conversation to spin into. All right, let's say this. Yo, let me ask this question to the panel. Is Daytona a almost perfect album? Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Marquis. What oh. is your opinion on Daytona as as a a piece of a, a, a full bodied work? Dope. Okay. Four four and a half. So, and the reason why I say that is because Pusha T is some somebody who has admitted he does not like writing choruses. So, do we not think that Andre three thousand could deliver better than da- Daytona? Yeah. It's not. It's not. No. Again, it's about Nas is not really good at choruses either. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck cares about the chorus all the goddamn time? But you got to structure a song in a way to make it perfect. Like I, I give for us, absolutely, we can hear bars all day. 
um, cannabis can drop, you know, 300 bars, whatever the fuck. I'm good with that but for a mixtape. But if you're going to give me an album, I need a lot more structure to it. There's a lot of pain that goes into a chorus. Lauren Hill creates choruses, song structures, bridges. There's a lot that goes into that. So when it comes to hip-hop, 50 Cent is the king of, um, of choruses. 50 Cent is the king of choruses when it comes to verse, chorus. His lyrical structure, you know, content isn't as great, but still, he can make a song. Andre 3000, as far as, um, and, and honestly, Pusha T, I respected him so much for Daytona, and he kept his seven songs. Good job. Um, and when you have Neptunes, you're reading the rest of your choruses when it came to his previous albums, that's good, and that's what Neptunes did. Same thing with Nori. They created his choruses for you. Your, Nori said it himself. I love Neptunes because my beats come with a hook, period. When you have a hook created for you, you're, you're golden. So nobody likes creating hooks, but that comes down to if you're just a hip-hop artist or an actual musician. Lauryn Hill is a musician. Andre 3000 is a music- musician, but when it comes, if we're going to put him in that category to carry a full full album, hip-hop-wise, I still go back to let's 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 see where he compares to his, his contemporaries. So most death, most death, great, great argument. He can do both. He can pull off a full album hip-hop, and you can do an alternative album. We've seen him do it. Do you like It Ain't Hard to Tell by Nas? I do. Can you break down that song? What do you mean? Um, verse, chorus by premiere, sample, verse. Um, the, be- bridge, the, 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 hook, verse, the bridge, the verse, the bridge is a scratch. The bridge and is a just hook. a scratch and a sample. And that's it. Yeah. And what about absolutely. the what about, I told what about you, the hook? Nas is a hard. So you really want to go there. This is another conversation. If it wasn't for the production, of that album, the suit is the first super produced hip hop album ever. If it wasn't for that, would this be a classic? Because everybody knows Nas is the greatest lyricist of all time. He can't write choruses, and that's why his choruses, Q Tip, Pete Rock, um, and, and and DJ Premier provided those choruses for him. What was the chorus on? It ain't hard to tell. It ain't hard to tell. Ba-na-na-na. It was a sample of Michael Jackson. So. What's the problem? I think we're getting okay. We're getting let's let's bring it back here. Let's bring it back here. Um, <laughs> so okay, so the Andre three thousand comparison took us left. I understand that. Let's get back on Lauren Hill for a second uh, because this is hip hop. We can talk about this all day, every day. This is what we do here at the Breaks Radio. But uh, this is my opinion on the people who are naysayers on Lauren Hill if she's a legend. A there's a couple of different like. If you want to look at it as, as 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 the longevity of it, okay, you can take that away. But I think there's something to be said for an album that is 20 years old, 20 plus years old, that is still culturally relevant for one, and it still elicits an emotion. Like, she, whether she's late on time, as a live performer, can't be denied there as well. She's part of a legendary group. She has one of the best hip hop albums of all time albums period of all time. Cause I don't categorize it as just a hip hop album. You can't take away like for the people who say that she's not a legend, she just made a legendary album. I think that that's revisionist history because they're like, when you look at the impact of miss, there are people who the miseducation of Lauren Hill touched their lives in a way that no album ever, ever had or never ever will again. Uh, two things. Number one, yeah, she's always late, but guess what? You're still waiting, aren't you? And number That's two, anybody who says 
she isn't a legend. I would love to know who do you consider a legend? And then my conversation is over because I promise you, you tell me who you think is a legend and you, she's not compared, compared to that. The conversation is over. She's a goddamn goddess. Fuck that. She defined Fuji. She changed the sound. Even the album that was supposed to come out. All right, we can end this call right now. Little Bow no, no let's right have now. that conversation. That's not a, Lil, that's not a joke. Little Bow Wow is absolutely a legend. Little Bow Wow is a legend. Mm-hmm. Little Bow Wow is, is a legend and not for music. But when you look at like the impact and the way that he changed Little Bow Wow sold out arenas that people who rap a hundred times better than him would never be able to get Dude. into the door to as a headliner. Um, what is his name? Uh, who's saying huh? I can't even remember his fucking name. He sold out. He sold out arenas. Come on, but we're, it's, we're, more, it's more than that. Like you, so you, so I get it. I get where, where the people have the problem with Bow Wow's music. Have a problem with him as a person, but you can't deny. At one point in time, Bow Wow had Bow Wow was Drake before Drake. But he was a cute little kid, so that's a whole different. It I don't know. It doesn't. That's like know. Bieber. That's Justin Bieber. Right. That's all that that is. True, so but, but Bieber, but Bieber, did, Bieber, Bieber did not have did not have the longevity, the longevity of a of a of a Bow Wow. Are you kidding me? Are Bieber you serious? Still going. He's, He's still going, but people Bieber. people aren't talking about Bieber Bieber uh, like that. Not talking about The believers are definitely still out here. Trust me. Come on. Talk to your kids. Sorry, dude. Come on. I'm sorry, My kids dude. Don't I'm to never going to make that comparison. People, That's because you won't let them. They listen to it on their own. It, no. <laughs> the Asian bitches in the basement listen to Bieber. So, <laughs> okay. You listen to listen to. So, this is my thing. But no. One, 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 of, one, of the, one of the biggest, to, like, a couple of the biggest tours of all. To, like, you can't, to deny what about, it's just like when people automatically laugh at Soldier Boy and what he was able to do as far as showing how oh. showing how social media can be used like people have people are building off still off what Soldier Boy create like Bow Wow was is absolutely you can't deny what Bow Wow did like and I'm not a huge okay. fan of Bow Wow's music okay he was didn't he didn't have Bow any Bow growth Bow if Bow Wow was Bow able Bow to grow Bow at all Bow as a person or as an artist this this I'm, this conversation time out, time would be out. are we comparing Bow Wow to Lauren Hill no, like, fuck no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. He's legendary. not a legend musically. Musically, I'm not saying he's a legend. But for the impact that he had in that time, you can't take that away. You can't take that away from him. For tours, but not influencing the culture. For touring, he influenced the touring. 106 and Park was basically a Bow Wow vehicle. No, can I tell you, I someone who worked at BET during Bow Wow's little run on 106 and Park, he ruined that show. Well, no, no, I'm not saying when he came on as a host. I'm saying when he. We're not talking about the host. No, we're not okay. talking. No, 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 no. We're, nobody's talking about that. He murdered that shit. I'm in yeah. a negative way, not in a good way. But it I'm talking. To, I'm talking out. about in, in when he was making appearance when it was AJ and Free. They, they they had some of the biggest viewership numbers. Period. When Bow Wow appeared on that show. Okay, fair enough. But again, his appeal was that of like a cute little boy. Teenagers, what? yeah, like. So what what are we talking about? What what what's the problem with that? You you're saying legend. You're saying a legend. Like you're oh you're defining him as God. a legend. I don't I don't he, understand. You're putting him in one box and say he basically inspired these children or people who appreciated this cute little kid. I, I couldn't even quote a, a, he a did, line from ba- him. So Bow Wow got Bow Wow not only got kids in the okay. hip hop, he got moms in the hip hop. 
He got little girls in the hip hop. People, with little girls who they didn't listen to, to uh, nothing. They like shows based you, off of this. You can't thing. take away from what. Like I said, musically, I'm not making an argue for him musically. Not at all. Not except for that one verse on the basement. You can't take away from the verse on the basement. We talk about everybody. He smashed. That was a great verse. Uh, but I'm telling you, as far as like what Bow Wow meant to to the cult, the cult, and not not even just hip hop culture. What he meant to mainstream. At that point in time, you can't take away from him. Regardless if you hate his music, I hate his music. Not, I'm not arguing for the music. I'm arguing for the impact. So, all right, you're saying he, at his point in hip hop, he helped elevate or gather or garner listeners for hip hop. Yes, in, in his Absolutely. run. Absolutely. Yes. When, when, when was his reign? When was his reign? Whenever he was. Well, so I was in middle school when Bow Wow came out. So you telling me? Yeah, yeah the late nineties. I want to say is when he came. Around Wu Tang, nineteen ninety three. Around Wu Tang time, ninety three. Ninety three. No, there's no way. Stop it. Stop Wait. it. Yeah, it says you're years, not gonna say it that. It says years active ninety three. I'm look. I'm just. I'm on Wikipedia. Hold on. No. No. Let me explain something. They're, 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 you know, they fucking don't always live everything perfect. I can tell you right now, ninety three. Between Wu Tang, Mob Deep, Nas, Biggie, J to two thousand um, to ninety um, ninety six, extending it from there. I don't. Beware of the dog Wild. came out in two thousand. So there we go. Right. That that 2000? makes sense. That makes sense. Here's my yeah. thing. I don't want to even further derail this conversation more than it's gone. But if we're going to, I will agree that yes, Bow Wow definitely is a contributor to the culture for sure. But honestly, then we have to credit Snoop for that because he is who saw the vision for Bow Wow on Brandon. He, he brought fine. him on stage. He doesn't get credit for Bow Wow. Jermaine that's Dupree fine. gets credit. And he put he, him on an he, album. He brought, that's him cool. on, he brought him on stage. Come on now. He, that's no, it. I don't think he just And then we got stage. a comment. Like We got a comment serves. from, you know, because we're, we're airing live, so we got a comment from Periscope. Somebody said, hey, yo, Bow Wow never had no rain. No, Bow Wow absolutely. Like, to, and that's what the thing is that people... I, I think agree are, with you, Periscope dude. Yes. Bow Wow, absolutely. From Unless 2000 to 2003, Bow Wow didn't, didn't have a rain. Come on now. Unless when <laughs> in 2000, like yeah, Jay Z ran everything in 2000. Nigga, a lot of niggas ran music. What are you oh no, a lot about? of people ran everything. Stop, stop, but so, so, so that's the thing. Stop, we're, stop not compa- we're, nigga, we're not comparing. We're not comparing. We're not comparing. It's not about one person. It's who influenced the culture at the time. Who got people in the club? It was a gang of niggas influencing the game. Eminem was coming out at that time. What are you talking about? That's true. So you only sticking to one person, bro. It got to make sense at some point. I understand what you're saying, but you're saying B2K? that this dude was a legend. This dude's not a legend. Bow a legend? Say it right now. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. I just, I really have to make a point here. I feel betrayed. Those niggas fighting over Bow Wow. You are. No, you got, you know, at some point in this episode, you got to make sense. That's where it just went out the window, bro. Like, you are disrespectful. Your animal kick in? <laughs> no, no, I would be, I would be by far oh. more disrespectful of my edible hit because this shit wait, is wait, crazy, I'm sorry, I'm bro. Sorry, I'm sorry. Respectfully, you me saying Bow Wow's not a legend. That's disrespectful. <laughs> it's gotta, it's gotta <laughs> make sense. Learn Hill 
But me saying Bow Wow is not a legend. It's disrespectful to you. That's disrespectful. Okay. okay. Yes, sir. I ain't taking it that yes, far. I ain't taking wow. it that far. My wow. man said it's disrespectful to say Bow Wow is a legend. God damn. Shit. Well, well I just have yes, to say, I have, I have a really important point to make. Okay. That I think will unite us. All right, what's that? Because, Hayes, you lied to us. What? How? In the beginning, I was like, oh, are we going to be streaming live? And you were like, no, I'm not doing that yet. And then now you're no. like. No. No, I said <laughs> I said, no, I, said I was going to do that to the camera angles. not, to, And I did that, too. So I still lied. But It's okay. Yeah. You lied, but it's all right. No, I, I, did, I texted you guys and said we were going to live stream tonight. That was in the text message. I thought so. And that's why I asked if we were. And you said no. no. So guess what, our live audience? Hayes totally <laughs> caught us <laughs> off guard right now. But hi. Oh, man. <laughs> this, this, this shit is fucking amazing. Well, um, I, I honestly forgot we was, uh, we was live. But y'all did get them Asian bars off. And no, well, we weren't live then. We weren't live then. Thank you. Why are you bringing up the Asians? Why are we doing that? Oh, we, we weren't? No, no, not with the Asian conversation, no. Oh, my God. Billy, you on one tonight, bro. There was God. no Asian conversation. What are you talking about? Uh, don't you get this canceled night, already, Bailey. Jesus Christ. All right, final. Let's get back to Lauren Hill. We got completely sidetracked about two or three times in this conversation. <laughs> um, Final. Uh, all right, so are we all in agreement that Lauren Hill is a legend? Clearly, I, I would have less respect for this panel if anybody disagreed that Lauren Hill is a legend. Absolutely. Yeah. Lauren Hill's a legend, Absolutely. but not Bow Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, next. Uh, what? What the hell? Uh, 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 I, out of curiosity, is she the greatest female rapper? I'm not going. What, down are, we, what are we talking about? You talking about impact wise or bar wise? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going in tonight. After that shit, is she the best female rapper? No, not. I would best. say no. she's the most influencer, but she's not. Is she the best female? Who's the best, best female, female rapper? You, you guys know who I think the best. Shay Noir is a fucking monster, and maybe that's recency bias. Um, if we're talking about I historically, think, I, I, think, I think I think I think he was saying more like all time. All time, you can't take away from all Kim. time. You can't take away from Kim. Huh? Over Lauren Hill. Over for for longevity's sake, absolutely. Over no, Lauren. No, Hill. no, no. You talking about okay. if you're if you're so you're saying line line up bar for bar if they're standing you know what wrapping their that's ass that's not even off. fair that's not fair because that's that's a horrible comparison yeah. I guess we have to come up with our we gotta do brackets to make that address okay exactly. so okay do, let's we'll, we'll table that for another time but yeah. I love to know who the greatest female rapper of all the time greatest is. female rapper of all time mine is unpopular what, who's that Mary. I'd rather not say. No, give I don't want to have to today. We just argued it. about Bow Wow for, for 10 minutes. You better give it. <laughs> so, and you know what? If you would have asked me this a while ago, I wouldn't have said this. But when you really take everything into account, and I'm talking even her underground shit, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go with Nikki. I can't, I'm a barb. You can't. You, I mean, <laughs> you, you said can't, who? You can't. You said Nikki. Nikki. If, you're, if you're talking about. I think if you're talking about mixtape Nikki up until mm -hmm. her first two albums, you can't. I can't argue with you there. Her fall off came because she got lazy, in my opinion. But that yes. period of time, nobody is fucking with Nikki. Well, she got lazy and she Question. got petty and focused on the wrong shit. Mm -hmm. But I will say that I mean, when Nikki was in her prime, like nobody was fucking with her. That's true. 
Did she write it? Yes. I believe she did. I, I, she did. I, I think when she got lazy, she stopped writing. But up until that, I, I, I've seen too much from Nikki aggressively that it. it I, I just. I can't believe that her whole career she's had ghost. I just, I refuse to believe. I may be 100% wrong, but I refuse to believe it. Safari is the best female. <laughs> you know, he wishes. I mean, and, I don't, you know. Okay. I got queen, so I got, so I Mary got, gave got, hers is Nikki. You got Queen I can't argue with Queen Latifah either. See, the thing is, like, people like Latifah, I just put in, in boxes of art artists because... Like she has such an amazing she had a jazz music, she had a jazz music. Yeah, yeah, like she just is a great musician in general. Um, okay, but Queen Latifah can't can't argue that. Marquis, who you got? I'm not answering this question right now. No, everybody I else. Think, I, I, I have to think. Nah, that's not fair. Nah, you want to know on. why? You want to know why? Then you can change your answer. Because... We can update it, but right now, the question is, if you you got to answer the question. Okay, right now, right now, I'm gonna say Lauren. Yeah, I'm gonna say, say Lauren. Okay, I'm gonna say Lauren. So let me ask you this. Miseducation of Lauren, because I said it earlier, nobody really got a chance because we got into so much other shit. Do you Wait look at the Miseducation of Lauren Hill as a rap album? I Okay, I look at it as two different things. It's a an album itself, it's an all-around alternative album, and it's a hip-hop album. Okay. It's almost like Kendrick Lamar's album. Mm. Like you can mm. look at it from both perspectives. That's how I look that's at it. That's a great comparison, actually. You, that's, a, that's a great. Marquee, Marquee. I, I can't put it in the category. I can't put it in a particular category. The reason we describe alternative music because there's no genre for it. It's just a, 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 a compound of of all different genres put into an album, and we can't put it. This isn't hip hop. This isn't rock. This isn't soul. This is alternative. That's why I'm saying it's alternative. It's put in this genre by itself. That's where I'm gonna go with it. So you got as a genre is is a specific sound, and it ain't miseducation Lauren Hill. So you got Lauren as you got Lauren as the number one female, but you don't have right now facts in your top ten. Correct. All right. Cool. I don't. I don't understand. I you mean, know, you know what the thing this. is, is that Marquis talks like, and this isn't, this isn't, because I think this is all like when we're just talking about stuff, it's like it's easy to say top ten, like, but until you're actually forced to sit down and write it and write it down, Marquis, we need to get, we, I think it's time. We've been, you've been talking you about your top, top 10, ten since your first guest appearance, not not on this episode, but I think, I think episode, next no. episode, it's time to get into Marquis' top ten. All right, all right. But that's it. I think I think we I think we did what we came to do this week uh, and and more. Because how the fuck Bow Wow came came up in this conversation? Oh yeah, Baylor originally brought him up. This is fucking there's, crazy. There's your tagline. How the fuck did Bow Wow come up in this conversation? There you go. <laughs> that's the title of this episode. Man, but, fucking shit. <laughs> go ahead and give him your social media, Mary. You know you're first. Go ahead and give him your social media. I'm at Miss Michelle Monte um, and at Just Spice and at Young Urban Moms on all social platforms. Woo, child. And we are day 28 of. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. We'll just leave it there. She knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> Baylor, go ahead and give him your social media. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I caught the link on that now. one. <laughs> Add Bow Wow on social media. <laughs> You're going to get canceled for that shit. <laughs> that joke. That makes sense. No. 
At Bailey the Great on all social media platforms, BTG for president over rolling BTG. I'm part of the Red Siders Network. And y'all do know Bow Wow's uh, official member of Death Row, too, right? What? Man, get off with this shit. No, seriously, y'all ain't never heard that? He about to be official member of WWE. Like, that's just crazy to me. Oh, oh shit. man. <laughs> we get, we get, next week, uh, fellas, uh, me, you, Marky, we got to do something on WandaVision, right? Oh, hell yeah. WandaVision. Um, hello. Have I you been play. watching? I left out. Well, Mary, I never, you are so spotty with TV and movies. Like, I, I, I unless you bring it up, you usually don't watch it. So I'm just, I'm sorry. I you just, know, I never know. What happened, you disappeared when um, we were talking about it. And that's why. Okay. Like, we had a whole, like, 20 minutes on it and you were gone. Oh, fair All enough. Right. Well, next she watches that shit though. She does. Okay. She's hey, I got a, I got a hot take. What's that? That um, wow, it's a good Sorry. one. It's it, it's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. Nicki Minaj's return single is going to be called Agatha. <laughs> I can see that. <sighs> she wish she could make something as good as Agatha. Agatha's little song though was Flames. Oh yeah. I, it's so it's so good. It's funny that Marvel put that on Spotify as a single. They don't do that shit. Like they Marvel has some great scores in their in their library and it's fucking this this it was me all along song that they put as a single on Spotify. Fucking huge. Uh Marquis, give me your social media. Yo, M P Y R E Media Group. That's it. All right, and you can follow me at CEO Hayes, that's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio at gmail.com. We are the number one podcast for the culture, and this week, we out. Peace. (laughs) Bow wow. Say a little bow wow. You just don't know. (laughs) We don't. We really don't. This has been a presentation of The Breaks Radio. From the CEO to across the seas, I'm guaranteed to make everybody bounce with me. Then on the rip it down any place I be. You can copy, but it's only gonna be one me. I don't ride no cars if the man come rimming. 14, I done started up a whole epidemic. Look, y'all know what I'm talking about. Ever since I hooked up with the homie damn South. TV shows, magazine covers, girls in groups, and we go with each other. Sold out shows, pocket full of cake. What you know about selling trace men? Like the game. I'm the, I'm the hottest, hottest thing around. Neck full of bling bling, like the Neptune sound. I got it locked from the left, right, front, and rear. When I step up in the spot, this is all I hear.